Yeah, go get ready. Come on. Go get your shoes. Come on. Go put your vest on. Come on. Come on. As a matter of fact, go get all your stuff. Come on! That's right. What you saying? Just saying. What? You better go get your head. Come on! And here's the reason He saw me up there all alone So for my sin he did atone He purchased me, I'm not my own I wanna please him Hello everybody, alright, let's roll I hope you got your shoes on, got your bags packed And you are ready to go up with me on Faith Street Welcome everybody to On Faith Street with Derek Steele And it is my delight to be with you today And to just break bread with you Such a wonderful thing to break bread with God's people uh, On God's day In God's place, amen That's where we are uh, We are in, in the place and the space uh, In Christ where uh, good things abound And we're going to pick up where we left off uh, last week week uh, with our series, The Principles, I'm sorry, Proclaiming Liberty, uh, and uh, we're on Lesson 5, The Principles of Recovery, and we're doing Part 2 today. We're picking up where we left off uh, last week. We dealt with the first two principles, humility and honesty, and we know for a fact that we've got to have humility and we've got to be honest, and uh, so we're going to move next uh, to our next principle. But before we do, I just want to remind you that uh, proclaiming liberty is all about uh, moving forward in what God has called you to do, not getting stuck in anything. And and this uh, lesson uh, was derived to help people who are struggling with drug addiction, alcoholism. But that's not all. It's, it's meant for uh, for helping people live the Christian life. It's meant for anyone who wants to live a powerful and, and fulfilling life with Christ. And so our basic and foundational text comes from Luke 4, 17 through 19. It says, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And you'll notice uh, in that text that he mentions the word preach, preach, and preach again. He mentions it three times because we're called to preach and preach and preach. And I don't know about you. You may not be called to fivefold ministry. You may not consider yourself a preacher, but there's some things you need to be preaching. And if you don't know what you're preaching, you're still preaching something. Your life is saying something. Your words are saying something. What you believe is being being lived out and people are seeing it and, and feeling it. And so we're to be very uh, precise 
and point it on what we're preaching and on what we're saying. Amen. And we need to not only preach the gospel to other people that they can receive the Lord Jesus, but we've got to learn to preach to prison doors. Amen. We've got to learn to preach to sicknesses and to diseases. We've got to learn to preach the word even to the devil and let him know what God has said and what what belongs to us is ours and he can't have it. And so if we preach deliverance of uh, the, to the captives Doesn't mean we open the door But we preach the word to them And they got the word themselves And they'll open the door Because they've got the word of God And that's what this whole series is about Is getting the word of God And using it properly Allowing the word of God to do its work When we talk about the word We're talking about Jesus in action and so when we, he said, the words that I speak to you, their life and their spirit, when we grab the words of God, we're, we're grabbing hold to God's, the very life of God, the very spirit of God, and allowing him to operate in our lives, and we're putting our trust and, and all of our faith and hope in him. Amen. And I mentioned that word hope, didn't I? Well, actually, that's our next principle today. We talked about what a principle is. Principles guide us. Principles are, are set down boundaries. Principles are necessary uh, for operations. And so uh, we're talking about the principles of recovery. Last week, we talked about humility and how it reflects a broken heart and a meek spirit. It's often referred to as getting to rock bottom because people don't tend to. Oftentimes, I know a lot of us addicts and alcoholics, we don't tend to humble ourselves until we've been a little bit humiliated and been humbled by life. And so um, uh, and there's a difference in humility and, and, uh, and, and being humble, but they are related. Amen. And so um, but we want to humble ourselves before we've been humiliated by others or by God. And so um, we humble ourselves and we get honest, become clean. That's what we call in the rooms coming clean. Man, you got to come clean. We've got to come clean. And and I say to the preacher and the pulpit, man, come clean. I say to the to the uh, praise and worship leader, come clean. <laughs> and, and when I say that, I, I mean be real, be real, be true. Uh, you, there are no big eyes and little U's out there. We're all the same under the sight of God. Uh, the, the ground is level at the cross. Amen. We all come to Jesus just uh, like the other person did, uh, a sinner needing grace. Amen. Needing mercy. And so I, I say that with, uh, with great um, humility myself, understanding that I need Jesus. Amen. I need him. I needed him yesterday. I need him today. And I'll always need him unto tomorrow. Okay, dealing with the principle of hope, you ought to say, I have hope. Amen. I have hope. The Bible teaches us that hope is the blueprint of faith and that by hope we are saved. Hebrews 11 and 1 says it about faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the very substance of what hope is, the things that you're hoping for uh, is the very thing that makes up your faith. What gives you hope? Think about that. What, what gives you hope? 
God's word gives you hope. There is no hope without God. There is no hope without God's word. God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Sometimes we feel like we're all alone. Sometimes we feel like he's not with us, but we, we you grab hold of his word and remind yourself that he's faithful and true. And he said, he'll never leave you alone. And so your hope is in the fact that he'll show himself strong. He'll show himself strong in, in the nick of time at the right moment. You feel like it's right now, but God knows what he's doing. And so you just stand there in hope, knowing, hallelujah, that God has given his word. He's given his word. Amen. I want you to look at another scripture with me. Romans 8 and 24. Romans 8 and 24 reads like this. It says, hallelujah, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But we hope for that we see not. Then do we with patience wait for it. See, your hope is in your recovery, amen? Your hope is in the fulfillment of your call, the fulfillment of your dreams. Your hope is in what God has declared to you. Your hope is in in change, uh, transition, uh, you breakthrough, something happening in your life. You know, sometimes, uh, and, and I'm not just talking to addicts, but specifically to addicts and alcoholics, but, but there are people who are stuck in all kinds of lifestyles, stuck in all kinds of situations and circumstances. Some people feel like they're stuck at a job. Some people feel like they're, they're stuck in their finances, stuck uh, uh, in their health. Uh, but whatever it is, I guarantee if you hope in God, see that that's one of the main principles of recovery is that we don't lose hope. Amen. But we have we continue to hold on to our hope. Praise his holy name. Another scripture I want you to see is Hebrews 6 and 19. Hebrews 6 and 19 says it like this. Hallelujah. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Both sure, steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. Now that's the text, the main text. But I want you to look at this whole thing, and I'm going to go back, and we're going to look from uh, verse 17 of Hebrews chapter six. It says, "Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of His counsel, confirmed it by an oath." That by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. To lay hold upon the hope, everybody. That's what we want. We want to lay hold of this hope. Amen. He says uh, this hope that is set before us. Uh, and then he goes on. He says, which hope we have as an anchor. Of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. See, this hope is an anchor for our soul. This hope will not let us float around and, and be cast about, but this hope will keep us stable and secure, waiting on God. And, and that's that's the key. Uh, there's a scripture that says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings. See, when we wait on him, amen, that's because our hope is in him. And I love what this text says. It talks about uh, two immutable things. What's that mean? Immutable things. That, that means they're unchangeable. You can't mutate on them. There's no mutation on this because this is, is, is immutable and they're two immutable things. God's counsel. 
It's unchangeable. It's immutable. Why? Because it's the wisest counsel there is. It has to do with his intent, his decision, his plan, God's plan, God's wisdom, God's plan for you, God's purpose for you. It's God's counsel. Amen. It's God's way. It's God's uh, doings. Hallelujah. It's the way God does things. And and so uh, this promise, hallelujah, it, it has to do with God's counsel. Hallelujah. Our hope is, is, is anchored in God's counsel. And the second thing, immutable thing, unchangeable thing, is God's promise, his, his word. It says on his oath, it says, hallelujah. It was confirmed by an oath. He made an oath and he swore by himself, the Bible tells us. He swore by himself that he would bless. Hallelujah. And so his, his word, his declaration and his faithful proclamation. This is what our hope is in. His will. His word, they're, they're strong bedrocks of our hope. And our hope is, is, is founded and grounded in God's counsel, number one, unchangeable. And it's founded in his promise, the oath he's made. Hallelujah. The declaration he's made, the proclamation he's declared, the thing that he has decided in his mind, his counsel, and the thing that he said with his mouth, his word. That's where our hope lies. Hallelujah. That's shouting ground, isn't it? Oh, praise his holy name. God has given us uh, reasons to have great and strong hope because it's a hope that cannot fail. This hope that's based on God's intent, his counsel, everything God has decided. You know how we make up our mind? We weigh this and we weigh that and we determine this because of that and and we make a decision because we've weighed the pros and cons of a thing. But God has balanced it out with his divine wisdom. And we know that his wisdom is sure. Oftentimes we as mere mortal men will weigh out something and we'll decide something. We'll get it wrong. We'll calculate things and calculate wrong. But God Never calculates wrong. His calculations are always perfect and precise. Our hope is in him and his word. Amen. Hallelujah. And his promise. So that's the first. uh, This is really the fourth principle. Uh, And now we're going to look at our. uh, That was really the third principle. Now we're going to look at the fourth principle. Excuse me. Which is hunger. Somebody say hunger. Hallelujah. Hunger is very important. Uh, if you think about hunger, just think about how hunger makes you feel, what hunger does. We're talking about natural hunger right now for a minute. Uh, we're going to talk about how hunger drives us. When you get hungry, boy, you start looking for some food, don't you? Amen. Well, one of the main ingredients and principles of recovery is, is, is hunger. Amen. <clears throat> and so, you know, we criticize a lot of people. Uh, because it's, you know, why don't they change? Why don't they quit using drugs? You know, why do they keep doing the same thing and, and, and thinking they're going to get different results? They keep doing the same thing. Well, because they're not hungry enough yet. You know, and, and if you keep feeding them baby food and, and junk food, uh, they, they, it'll satisfy them a little while. You know, but we've got to allow people to get hungry. You know, if we, you know, I'm talking to caregivers or, our family members of the addicted, 
You know, we've got to let them get hungry, let them find out what addiction really is all about. You know, you can't keep rescuing them all the time. You've got to let them feel the full weight of what they're doing so that they can finally get uh, tired of eating junk food, get tired of uh, that lifestyle and hunger for something more. Hunger is very important. Jesus said it in Matthew chapter five. One of my favorite texts comes uh, out of chapter five and within uh, the Sermon on the Mount in the section called the Beatitudes. Uh, Jesus said it very clearly uh, when he talked about what it is to be blessed. And and he talked about blessed are the poor, blessed are uh, poor in spirit, blessed are they that mourn, blessed are the meek. Then he gets to verse six. He says, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You know, you're not going to be filled if you're not hungry. You know, if you're not hungry, you might eat a bite. But if you get hungry, hallelujah, if you really get hungry, you know, there's a scripture in Proverbs that says, uh, it says every bitter thing is sweet to the hungry soul. When you get hungry for life, when life is, has dealt you a bitter pill, if you've eaten that bitter pill over and over again and, and you ate something, you thought it was so good, but it turns out that it was really nothing. It gave you no real sustenance. It, it, it didn't enhance your life. It, it, by the way, you're eating it and you're still losing weight. There's something wrong. Amen. But, but it, if you get so hungry, hallelujah, till, till you're tired of wasting away on the things that you're partaking of in life. Of the things that you're uh, consuming in life, you get so hungry, then you you just take. The Bible says, David said, he said, "Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good." Hallelujah! And I, I I'm a witness. God is good. You ought to taste and see how good God is. Amen. But you know what? You just a taste is not enough. You need to you need to go ahead and feed. We need to learn to feed. But, you know, we're not going to feed if we don't get hungry. And so I'm just sharing with you. This is one of the principles. So if you see somebody and they're not they're not getting it yet, they're not hungry yet. Let them get hungry. You don't have to feed them. Just let them get hungry. Let them get hungry. You know, you can help them a little bit, but. But let them feel the weight of their choices so that they can change their choice and choose God. See, this is important. This is very important. This is this is a paradox because we know that we're taught to help people all the time and to do something for people all the time. And, and I think that there's there's a, uh, a balance when it comes to this. I think that we are to help people, but but we're, we're also to help them by loving them with uh, what we call a tough love sometimes and allowing them to feel feel the brunt. I remember one time I was in jail. And and it came to the point that, you know, after you go to jail a few times, your family gets tired of getting you out. Amen. And the family had decided they're not going to get me out of jail this time, you know, because they wanted me to feel the weight of my choices. And that's important, you know, that, that we understand that by our choices, are we gaining certain consequences and that if we change our choices, We'll get different consequences. And so if we keep making the bad choice and, 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 you know, even God allows people to go on with their choice. Isn't that something? God allows people, if they choose to go to hell, he allows them to go to hell. Amen. And if they're on their way to hell, he allows them to make the choice. It's not that he doesn't beckon them to come to heaven, to come to him, but he allows them to make their choice. 
But Jesus said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. So after, after a while of wickedness, you know, there's a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. And so we, we've got to let people hunger and thirst. And, and, and even for us who are continuing this walk, we mustn't, uh, we mustn't, uh, thwart our hunger. We mustn't, uh, fill our hunger with something that's, uh, not nourishing. But we need to fill our hunger. Hallelujah. We need to, we need to fill our hunger with something that's good. Hallelujah. We need to fill our hunger with the righteousness of God. With the goodness of God, with life, with, with, with peace. Amen. Feel our hunger with the things of God. And that's where hunger comes in. What, what we're talking about, desire. Desire is the essence of drive and implies a healthy craving for new life. Amen. A healthy craving for new life. This kind of hunger is the kind of hunger that I'm talking about. This is what Jesus was talking about. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Why? Because we all know what sin is. We all know what unrighteousness is. We all know that, that, that we, we regularly fail when it comes to righteousness. We, when we try to be righteous, Paul said, when I try to do that which is right, I'm doing that which is wrong. When I would do that I wouldn't do, uh, uh, then I do it. Amen. And, and, and so Paul made it clear, uh, when he talked about it, that he struggled with it. And we all struggle with it as human beings to live the righteous life. Amen. But if we have a hunger for it, come on, somebody. If we really desire it, guess what? Jesus said, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Then God will fill us. That's where the feeling of the Holy Spirit comes in. He fills us with his Holy Spirit. That we can live this righteous life, that we can speak words and change our world. Amen. That, that we can say, say to temptation, I cast you down under my feet. Amen. I cast down every vain, uh, imagination that would exalt itself above the, uh, knowledge of God, every high thing that would try to exalt it. I cast it down because it's not me. It's, it's Jesus living in me. It, it's the feeling that I'm receiving because I'm hungry every day. Amen. It's a hunger every, I, hung, I get up in the morning hungry for God. Amen. Want to make sure I got God, amen. Want to make sure I'm nourished right. Want to make sure I'm walking with you, Lord, amen. That I'm giving you access. Although you dwell within me, I want to give you access and allow you to operate and direct and, and orchestrate my life. Hallelujah. Because this is how it's done. And it comes through this hunger. Uh, Proverbs 18, 1, a very precious uh, scripture to me. Uh, one that the Lord expounded. On and, and illuminated for me in prison. I was down at Lantana prison at the time. And a brother came in and he shared the scripture. Proverbs 18 and 1. And I like reading it in King James. And because God spoke to me uh, from King James. And, and the interpretation comes to me this way. And there are other interpretations. But I like this one. It says, through desire, a man. Having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. He didn't, he didn't get mixed up with, with, I, I think he's mixing up with wisdom. He, he's trying to determine and, and understand wisdom the way I see it. Other people say he's wrestling against it. Well, I want to, I want to look at it this way. He's, he's intermeddling. He's getting involved and in, he's coming to grips with wisdom. Amen. He's wrestling to understand and to gain wisdom. 
power, through desire, through hunger, because he wants wisdom and he wants it so bad he's willing to separate himself, it says. A man having separated himself, he seeks, he's seeking and he's intermeddling. Now he's gaining. He's being filled with all wisdom, with all wisdom. Amen. Because he he had a desire. He separated himself. You know, you have to separate yourself. Amen. There's a separation that must occur in our life when we're going to walk with Jesus. Amen. Because everybody's not going where we're going and 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 everybody doesn't want to go. And so if they're not going, then we can't go where they're going because we're following Jesus. Amen. So there's a separation that's uh, essential to our walk with the Lord. And then he's seeking. When you're hungry, you seek, don't you? <laughs> when you're hungry, amen, you have a desire, then you seek that which you desire. Amen. Sometimes I just get a craving for shrimp. <laughs> hey, I love shrimp. Amen. Or, or salmon, some seafood. Amen. And, and, and so I'm already hungry and I want something good. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. So that's that's the way this thing works through hunger, through hunger. Joshua, Joshua made a decision. See, see, when you hunger, you make a decision. Joshua made it clear to the people in Joshua 24 and 15. He said, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the, of the Amorites in whose land you dwell now. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. Amen. God forbid. Hallelujah. There's no one else to serve. Amen. I made up my mind. I'm going to serve the Lord. Have you read his word? Hallelujah. If you haven't read the word, you need to read the word. You need to find out how much God loves you. Oh, praise his holy. When you find out how much God loves, then you'll know where you need to be feeding. Hallelujah. You'll know where you need to be giving your worship. You'll know where you need to uh, dedicate your life and whom you need to dedicate your life to and whom you will serve because you have a hunger and a desire for that which is right, that which is true. Mark eleven twenty four. I love this text as well. In Mark eleven twenty four, praise his holy name. It reads like this. Jesus is talking about faith and prayer. He says, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. That's what we're talking about. This hunger, this desire. What are you hungering for? What is your desire? If, if, if it's a good desire and a righteous desire, it's going to bless you. But you've got to desire it. You've got to want it. You've got to have a hunger for it. Amen. And if you have a hunger for it, you believe, then pray and ask God, Jesus says. And if you believe that you have it, you will have it. You know, um, I don't know if I shared this last. Uh, I may have shared this in a previous program, but I was being arrested by the police. The police said some very adverse things to me. Um, and and I, I something rose up in my spirit. I was on crack. I was high. But something deep down within me. When he insulted me, called me a nigger. Yeah, he used the N-word on me. Amen. Said he was glad to see C.K. Steele's son in this situation. He said he was going to etch the image of my face in his mind. And something rose up in me and said out of righteous indignation. You know, when God, I said, when God gets finished with me, my face will be known throughout the whole world. Hallelujah. And this is true. 
this is true, amen? Because something inside of me rose up. Hallelujah. And I knew that, that, uh, God was not finished with me yet. And I, I even then on crack, I believe that God will work in my life. And so I'm encouraging you right now, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, whatever anybody said to you, whatever they said against you or about you, amen, that God has a plan for your life. And that if you believe and you hunger and you desire, hallelujah, and you believe what you, that you have what you pray for, then you already have it. And it will shall surely uh, manifest and you shall see God doing great wonders in your life. Hallelujah. That's my testimony. That, that, that's my story. Amen. I was living on the street, hooked on crack, living in sin from pillar to post. Amen. But God lifted me up. God raised me up out of that pit, amen. I was in and out of jail, in and out of prison, but God broke the chain. God broke the curse, I tell you. God changed my life. He brought me out. He'll bring you out if you believe. Hallelujah. You shall surely receive. Praise his holy name. Talking about desire and hunger. Have you decided what you want today? Have you decided what you desire today? Do you desire Jesus? Do you desire change in your life you know a lot of people didn't necessarily desire jesus let me tell you again i said a lot of people in the bible did not necessarily desire jesus but they desired to be healed they desired to be changed they desired something different in their life and then they heard about jesus they heard that god had forgotten his people and then they realized it's god i need is is God's way I need is is God's provision I need and what is his provision his provision is Jesus and so they they determined that I need to get to Jesus other people said you know what you need uh to the man that they took up on the rooftop they said you know what I know what to help you I know what to heal you oh if we can get you to Jesus and so they took that man up on the top of the house and and where Jesus was preaching in the house there was no room to get in and so they tore the roof off the sucker and and lowered that man down in front of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't worry about them tearing up his house because he's a carpenter who fixed the house anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. But when they got that man to Jesus, hallelujah, his problem was solved. His issue was healed. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, his malady was healed in Jesus name. The disease was healed in Jesus name. His life was changed. He said, I, he said, I don't know what is easier, what you think is easier to say thy sins are forgiven or rise up and walk. He said, but he, he did both. Amen. He had him rise up and walk and he forgave his sins. And that's what we need. And that's what Jesus provides. He forgives us of our sin. Our sin, our sin holds us in chains. Our sin accuses us. Our sin seeks to slay us. Our sin condemns us. Ah, oh, but Jesus sets us free. Our sin keeps sickness alive. Our sin keeps disease and disharmony and, and despondency and despair alive. Ah, oh, but Jesus comes and casts all that out. And Jesus brings healing and he brings peace and he restores joy and he fills us with uh, the love of God. That passeth all knowledge. Come on, somebody. You ought to say hallelujah. Hallelujah to the name of the Lord. I'm praising God because uh, I realize that it's God who brought me out. 
that it was God who walked with me. It was God who held my hand. It was God who protected me. And, and is he's the reason I'm still alive, that I live through prison and I live through the streets and live through the fights and live through the struggle and live through all of the craziness. Ah, oh, but I'm still here to tell you that God is real and God loves you and he'll bring you through too. Do you have humility? Embrace it. Seek it. Desire it. Amen. Are you honest? Do it. Come clean. Be real. Share your story with somebody. Find a pastor, a sponsor in the, in the 12 step rooms, somebody you can talk to and tell them, you know what? This is my life. This is my junk. You know, do a do a fourth step with them. Amen. Hallelujah. Share all your stuff. Amen. Then grab hold of hope. Don't let go of hope. Hope in God. Hope in his word. Hope in his counsel. God has already determined what it shall be for you. Amen. God has already planned out a wonderful, wonderful journey for you. God has already uh, designed certain gifts and certain abilities within you that he wants to bring up out of you. That, be a, that will be a blessing to the world and to the church. Hallelujah. Then keep your hunger. Keep hungering for God. Keep desiring. Keep desiring change. Don't let nobody fool you, amen. You may say it today and not mean it today, but keep saying it. Keep saying I'm a change. Keep saying I, I, I'm a, my life's going to change. Keep saying God's not finished with me yet. Keep saying something that'll keep your hope alive. Keep saying that 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 God's going to do it. Keep saying I'm a believer. Keep saying. Keep affirming the truth of the faith in your heart, even though you hadn't gotten there yet, amen. You keep holding on and grabbing for and reaching towards God. After a while, you'll find that you're connecting because there's a miracle working. There's something happening in your life. I don't know what happened to me that day when I was at my brother's office, but something happened in my heart. I got arrested that night and I never used drugs again. Never used drugs or alcohol again because a miracle took place in my heart because something had happened. I knew I was ready and I knew I was hungering. Amen. And I knew that God had provided help. And God has provided help for you. You just got to keep seeking him. Call a program. See if you can get in a program. Amen. Reach out for programs. Go to a pastor and ask for help. Ask somebody for help if you're in a situation you have need. If you have somebody in your life, somebody that you know that needs help, start reaching out for help. Don't feel, I know it feels, uh, you feel ashamed sometimes. It's your, your son, your daughter, your brother, your son, but you've got to reach out. You, you're the one in the gap. You reach out for them and keep giving them opportunity. Don't, don't enable them. But keep providing opportunity for them to receive the help and assistance they need so that they, can get, they can get treatment and they can get the proper uh, ministry so that they can move forward in their lives and break free from the chains that have so well bound them up. And so I just encourage you, everyone out there, to grab hold of the principles of recovery. We talked about last week humility and honesty. Today, we've touched on hope and hunger, and we want you to realize that uh, these are the ways uh, and, and, and the principles. These are the principles that will keep your life intact. Amen. And, and, and there are many more that I want to share with you. Matter of fact, I'm going to touch on open mindedness. The fifth principle, open mindedness is the only way to renew the mind is if it is open to receiving a new way of thinking. Somebody say open-mindedness. Open-mindedness. Romans 12 and 2. You knew I was going to go to that scripture, didn't you? Romans 12 and 2. 
And it reads like this. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Hallelujah. He says uh, that you might uh, present yourself a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And then in verse two, he says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, as you renew your mind, because you're open to it, amen. You, 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 you can't receive the things of God if you keep holding on to those prejudices, those resentments, those old church hurts, uh, things that people have done. Don't worry about people. You're talking about connecting with God. See, and so you hold on to his word. Do you know this word has been written for thousands for 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 thousands of years? This word is concise. This word is concrete. This word was here before those people were born. This word will be here after those people are gone. Don't so you forgive right now. Amen. That's one of the other principles we're going to talk about uh, as we continue on. But you've got to have an open mindedness to receive the word. And and if you're going to renew your mind, we talk about it in the rooms. Uh, it, it's it's recording over old tapes. It's uh it's it's creating new tapes. Amen. It, it's not uh reminding yourself I'm, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get out. No, no. You've got to create something new in your life, and that new thing is found in the Word of God. Uh, Ephesians 4, 23 is where I want you to go next. Ephesians 4 and 23. Hallelujah. And it reads like this. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. See, we're talking about thoughts now. We want to get our thoughts right. Hallelujah. We, we want to uncover the delusion. We want to uh, replace the deluded thoughts with true thoughts, uh, the angry thoughts with with. Solemn thoughts, amen. The erratic thoughts with, with peaceful thoughts, amen. We, we want to change our thinking. Hallelujah. The very way that we think we want to change. We, we want to come into living a life based on the truth. And so in order to do that, we have to have the open mindedness to receive truth and to listen and to learn and, and to realize that, that many of the things that we, we thought were fallacies. Uh, I used to think people hiding things from me because that's why they didn't want you to smoke weed. But that's not the truth, amen. Weed has a harmful effect. You know, uh, drugs have a harmful effect. There are drugs pe that doctors and pharmacists use that help people, amen, but they, they have figured out how to use it and how it should be prescribed. It's not for recreational use. It's meant to bring healing and health and relieve pain and that kind of thing. But uh, uh, we've got to understand that God has a way of doing things and his way is right. We've got to become open-minded enough to realize that, that my ways and my thoughts are not the thoughts that, that, uh, that should be guiding my life, but his thoughts and his ways are my guiding light. Amen. Praise his name. He says, for my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. Amen. So we, we're seeking to, to have an open mind so that we might receive 
God's mind. Bible says, for ye have the mind of Christ. So we have the mind of Christ available, accessible for us. And so that's what we want to plug into. Every day we're renewing our mind. Every day we want to get in the word. Every day we want to talk Jesus. Every day we want to pray and we want to talk to God. Every day, this principle of open-mindedness to receive the truth, amen, to allow the lies and falsehoods to go. You know, the, the, there's a lie that the, the white man keeping me, white man can't keep you down, amen, if you're black, amen. Black man can't, can't take your job if God's got a job for you. Mexicans can't take your occupation if, if God has it for you, amen, because our faith ought to be in God and realize that God has a place for everyone, hallelujah, and God hasn't forgotten you. God is going to make a way for you. Amen. God has already mapped out the course. And so all I want to do is connect and get the mind of God, the mind of Christ, so I can follow the journey he has for me. Hallelujah. Follow the journey that he has for me. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. I don't know about you, but I'm I'm happy here right now. I'm happy because we're in the word. We're, we're, we're talking the talk. Amen. We're we're investigating. We're meditating. We're we're uh, uh, we're uh, ruminating on the things of God and the things that that produce uh, recovery and restoration and renewal in our life. Hallelujah. There's nothing greater. Amen. It's freshness. You know, when, when you see the rain come down and it hits the grass on a spring day and then the next day you you've seen some growth in days, man, that's stuff is growing so fast it's the freshness and that's that's what we get out of this word that's what we get when we come together that's what we get when we praise his name that's what we get when we uh enter into this sanctum this holy sanctum of study in his word and meditation in his word we we get a, a rain a fresh rain comes down and a fresh growth occurs and and we're we're growing and becoming all that god wants us to be because we're staying in the place we're staying in the process hallelujah the process and then now we're holding on and we're we're living according to the principles of recovery and of Christian living. Praise his holy name. It's a wonder. God is a wonder. We're so glad to have you with us today. I know you were blessed because I was surely blessed. And I pray that you gain something out of this that, that you can take with you and that you can put into practice, that you can think about, that you can pray about. Because when you pray about things, God will bring it to pass. God, God will, God will, uh, he will, uh, bring exp exponential growth. Amen. That's what I'm trying to, he will expedite it. It's the word I'm trying to find. He will expedite growth. Hallelujah. When you pray, when you pray, God moves and God brings things to pass on our behalf. Hallelujah. And as we close, uh, it's always our heart's desire to give an opportunity for you out there to receive the Lord Jesus. And see, it takes humility. This is the first step. Amen. Uh, you, you, you may feel like I need to, uh, I need to uh, rededicate my life. That's good too. That's great too right now, right here and now. So we give you that opportunity that if you want to receive the Lord Jesus, you can do it now. Just say this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. I need you. I have problems. I have situations. I have circumstances that, that, that I've been unable to overcome on my own. 
But Lord, I reach out to you now and I ask that you set me free, deliver me, come into my life, become Lord of my life, become my savior. Lord, I make you my king. Hallelujah. I ask that you write my name in your book of life, that you fill me with your Holy Spirit and use me to your glory. Keep me and cover me and carry me into my purpose and destiny that you created for me in Jesus Christ's name. Hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer, then you too are saved and you're on your way in the process of recovery uh, and we pray that you continue to work the principles of recovery in your life praise his holy name hallelujah uh it's been a delight to be with you all today out there in radio world we hope you can join us again real soon before we go we want to give kudos to our sponsors the Dream Foundation and Mr. Michael Dobson there for his graciousness and kindness towards us in supporting us. And also uh, the great Dr. Joseph Camps of the Advanced Urological Institute and my own good friend, Pastor Avery McKnight and the Powerhouse Church of God by Faith. Uh, Mr. Scott Thornton and Apogee Science, uh, who at once I used to work for uh, when they owned the uh, Prestige Cleaners. Also, Bishop Michael Moore and Powerhouse Church of God in Christ. Uh, I want to thank them for their gracious, kind support and over the years. He was my uh, childhood Boy Scout. Uh, he was he was our uh, our Boy Scout leader. Amen. And um, also Miss Gail Milan, Mr. Charlie Elder, uh, Mr. Tyrone Davis, and Direct Auto Exchange Attorney Harold Knowles, Pastors Richard and Andrea Letford, my great pastors and mentors and leaders whom I love so dearly. And I want to just thank everyone uh, uh, in Radio World who's been supportive of us. And uh, Pastor R.B. Holmes, P Pastor Robert Shelley, Pastor Mike Floyd, Pastor Ivy Williams, all who have been mentors and supporters of mine over the years and many others whom I haven't had a chance to name this time, uh, but you're on my heart. And so I just want to thank you for everything that you have done to support us over the years and to support this radio program. I also want to thank our good friend, uh, Mr. Bygler Thompson at BT Performance. Hello, I am Bygler BT Thompson, owner of BT Performance Unlimited Paint and Body Shop and Auto Repair. We want to thank you for 25 years of service in the area. We offer free diagnostics and free estimates. Insurance and walk-ins are welcome. We can make your vehicle look and run like new. We are located in the Airport Industrial Center, Call us at 575-6262. That's 575-6262. As we close out today, please remember 1 John 5 and 4, which says, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. This is Derek Steele saying, So long out there. Don't stress. Be blessed. See you next week on Faith Street. You believe, my